Blog Talk Radio. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Welcome to the Party Miss Party Log Talk Radio Show for July the 18th, 2009. I'm your host, Lordy Miss Party, and your co-host for today is Blondie. Connecting live from Columbus, Ohio with Real Talk every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the place to solve your problems to get heard, or even to hear what's going on, right here on the Lardy Miss Clark Talk Radio Show. We are going to have a great show today, y'all, and I want to say I'm sorry that I was not on the show for the two Saturdays ago that I missed. There was a lot on those days. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad that you're here and that you all want um, more of the Lardy Miss Clark. This evening, we will be talking about Michael Jackson, what's happening with NAACP here in Columbus, Ohio, and lastly, infidelity between women and men. And with me to go with it, y'all, so y'all got to get involved now. There will be a guest that will talk on the issue of infidelity, of course. And anybody that has anything to say, get on and start speaking up. His name is Robbie Dalton. He's a guest on our show. I hope that you will share your comments, views, or solutions to these that we are speaking about that bring awareness in any area of where you live at. That's out of the country the country, in the seas, or on the roads, or whatever you want to call it. But this is about your families, your communities, and you are important. So are your rights. Yes. Out America, it's your right to have justice, and we're talking about when it comes to fidelity, infidelity. Justice can be denied if you don't speak up. So we'll be right back. Let's concentrate now because what's coming up, we're going to talk a bit about Michael Jackson. So we'll be right Oh, my God. 
many memories. You know, a lot of these, you know, phony one and done recording artists, and you, they, they wish they can have half of the career that Michael Joseph uh, Jackson had. His career, Lardy Miss Clardy, goes 45 years. Wow. So 50 years of his life, 45 of them were in show business. Right, right, uh, right. I mean, but you, you, you know, like I said, uh, Michael Jackson, he's a legend, an icon, you know, global, even if uh, white America didn't like him for you know, those phony allegations that uh, Jordan Chandler was uh, forced to uh, mention because of his dad. You you know, the globe, you, you know, the world loved uh, Michael Jackson. Yes, they did. And to give you an update. Not deep. Uh, and to give you an update, Lardy Miss Party, on uh, uh, Michael Jackson's uh, death, from BET.com, as the investigation into the death of Michael Jackson continues, the Jackson family awaits toxicology reports that will determine the true cause of death. Today, L.A. Police Chief William Bratton said that the toxicology report will determine whether or not Jackson's death was a homicide or an accidental overdose. An inter interview with uh, ABC News uh, this past Tuesday Joe Jackson, Michael's father, stated that he believed there was foul play involved. I just couldn't believe what was happening to Michael. I do believe it was foul play. I do believe that. If Jackson's death is ruled a homicide, it will mean manslaughter charges could be uh, brought against the doctor who prescribed the drugs to Michael Jackson, who died from cardiac arrest on June 25th, was said to have been taking prescription drugs including a very, the very potent drug, uh, depriving. LAPD is currently investigating Jackson. Hold up, hold up. You say depriving? That's exactly what I said, Lardy, Miss Clardy. So, 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 uh, so he was being deprived? I guess so, but they currently investigating Jackson's prescription drug use uh, and have subpoenaed the medical records from his doctors. Oh, we're still, we are still awaiting uh, uh, corroboration from the coroner's office as to cause the the cause of death. I mean, my opinion, though, as far as Michael Jackson's uh, death uh, people, I'm focusing on one specific doctor. Dr. Conrad Murray called it a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He signed on as Michael Jackson's personal physician in May for a six-figure monthly salary and agreed to company, accompany him for the entertainer's much-hyped London comeback concert. Now with Jackson uh, dead, the Las Vegas cardiologist has vanished from public view. And, the, wow. and his future is unclear as police investigators unravel the details of Jackson's complicated medical history and extensive uh, drug use. And Dr. Murray hasn't spoken publicly since Jackson died uh, uh, June 25th, uh, leaving it to his lawyers to recount what happened when Jackson was stricken uh, June 25th in his rented mansion 
One of Murray's friends recently spoke to him and described a normally upbeat and easygoing uh, doctor as shaken. Well, you know, he should be shaken. And, and, and you know, he can't, he had his own private practice, Lardy Miss Clardy. And yes, he gave did. all that up. He gave it up. And you you know, I know, you know, there are a lot of doctors who are good with their job and do uh, you know, the work to the best of their ability. But the thing with Dr. Uh, Conrad Murray of Lardy Miss Clardy, and this bothers me. I can understand if a doctor has hundreds of patients to attend and he loses a patient, you know, he did the best he can. I can understand that type of stress. Believe me, I do. But in the case of Dr. Conrad Murray, he was paid $150,000 a month to take care of one patient. And he couldn't do that, could he? I have a big problem with that. I mean, come on, uh, Doc, you're 56 years old. I mean, uh, he first met uh, Michael Jackson, uh, Lardy Miss Cardi, uh, in Las Vegas uh, when he treated one of the singer's children a few years ago. Now, why would a cardiologist treat a child or why Jackson wanted a heart doctor, a heart doctor, by his side remains unclear, but he became the pop star's personal uh, f- physician in May. And uh, uh, you, you know, uh, keep in mind, uh, here's he was born, and this is Dr. Murray Lardy, Miss Carter. He was born in St. Andrews, Granada, and lived his uh, first seven years with his maternal uh, grandparents. The lawyer's wow. statement does not mention. His uh, parents' relationship, but notes he did not meet uh, his father, a doctor, until 1978 when he was just 25. Talk about a deep, dark past of Dr. Conrad Murray. Yeah, I'll say so. You know, there is a call on the phone here. You know, did I say phone or can I just say the radio on the line? Uh, it's it's a it's a caller here, and let's see if we can get this caller on five five. If you have something to say about this subject, your comment on it. Well, I I believe that um, that Dr. Conrad probably murdered him. That's my opinion because if he's getting one hundred and fifty. Would you say one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month? That any doctor wouldn't have had that job taking care of Michael. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Him and him only. And, yeah, and nobody else, he ain't taking care of nobody else. Nobody else. Yeah, hey. He gave up his private practice. He had a private practice. He gave that up. So he's, he's Michael Jackson's one and only doctor. So, I, yeah, and he probably wanted some more money, and, yeah, I think he killed it. I think he should be, he should be punished. That's all Do I you think say. that he's going to be punished? That's the word right there. I think there might be I don't think so, and I'm going to tell you why. He might get involuntary manslaughter. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if he is charged, that's the most thing you can get him with, is manslaughter. And keep in mind, uh, this is typical uh, black on black. And, you know, Lardy Miss Cardi, we've done numerous of shows 
on Lardy Miss Quality Blog Talk Radio about the other side of racial injustice. At the end of the day, this is a black man killing another uh, black man. (laughs) But on a higher level, we say. A black man killing a black man on a higher level. That sounds like kleptomania. You know what I mean? I mean, even though those are feelings, you know, but hey, that's no different being that, you know, being under underneath the size of being a doctor. Well, look at uh, this, though, which, you know, may prove uh, Rodney's point. I mean, court records show that Murray was hit last December with nearly a $3,700 judgment for failure failure to pay child support in San Diego (laughs) and had his wages garnished the same month for almost 1500 by a credit card company, and another credit card claim more than $1,100 uh, filed in April remains open. He also owns, he also, excuse me, not owns, he also owes $940 in fines and penalties for driving with an expired license and not having proof of Boy, he got a lot This is a cardiologist? Ooh, that's a, Gee, no what was your salary? Minimum wage? Yes, probably that too, but that explains why he couldn't give mouth of resuscitation at the time needed. Oh, my goodness. For for $150,000 a month? I mean, gee, you mean to tell me he couldn't pay child support? Hey, uh, now that's wild, like, I mean, gee, no wonder there's so many deadbeats. Well, now, now we get to the core of it. I mean, well, the the thing is, though, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, you you know, yes, Michael had more than just uh, Conrad Murray as his uh, doctor. And, you know, he he, he, he had dozens and dozens of a doctor's you, you know, attending him. He probably had over, uh, probably over 200 doctors, you know, knowing, you know, the type of uh, salary Michael Jackson has. But here's the bottom line, Lardy, Miss Clardy. You're a doctor. You are set yourselves to a higher standard. You, uh, uh, you're supposed to put your foot down. If ever there was someone that should have followed the Lardy Miss Quality Families and Victims of Frauds playbook in terms of standing up, speaking up, and speaking out, are Michael Jackson's doctors. They could have told him no, no matter how much money you uh, uh, give me. I can't save you. Intervene. Something. I'm... Getting news reports about the media intervening. You know, they're saying, well, Janet and them, the family try to intervene. Well, that's fine. But all them doctors should have intervened, too. Well, you know, Brother Blondie, that's the whole ideal. If you get money, shut up, sit up, and sleep out, <laughs> or sneak out, what do do? Well, what do you think they're going to speak up and speak out and stuff for? Especially this if they're getting paid. Wait, 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 w
to take money so that they can have an easy living. Couldn't that be one of No. Not at all. Oh, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because for some strange reason, even though Conrad Murray was paid $150,000 a month, for that type of money, you're supposed to remember everything. And even though he had a cell phone, he did not know the damn address to give to the paramedics. To come oh, to the yeah. house? Are you kidding me? We're talking about a well licensed cardiologist who took a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month to take care of Michael Jackson? One person? Get out of here. Come on. Now y'all now y'all hearing this from Brother Blondie, you know he's a fight for power. You know what I'm saying? You know, he get a little because he get about like this because you know about victimization. This victimization at its rawest form. You know, you can't really pay any attention to what mainstream media is talking about. You know, because it's not really getting to the nitty gritty of the thing. Because of the last caller that called in to speak his piece, you know, there should be somebody going down. Damn. Well, I got one more piece of evidence, Lardy, Miss Clardy. Oh, that proves that Dr. Conrad Murray's a murderer. Oh. <laughs> okay. Come on, let's, let's, let's have it. According, according Lardy, Miss Clardy, to the American Board of Medical uh, Special uh, Specialties, he is not board certified the national organization that certifies that certifies trains and sets standards for medical doctors his 10 year certification of internal medicine expired in december and he was never certified uh, certified as a specialist in cardiovascular disease hold up hold up you said disease. That's exactly what I'm saying. Say that whole word again. I just thought disease. In his 10-year certification of internal medicine expired in December, and he was never certified as a specialist in cardiovascular disease, meaning your yeah. heart. Now... I wonder why the mainstream media is not talking about that. They talk about everything about I'm telling you. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Calm down. Calm down. Calm no, down. I don't want to calm down. Damn it. Calm down. Just for a minute, Brother Blondie. You know what I'm saying? I, I just want to Then you can blow it up like an atom bomb if you want to. But I am going to ask this question. What in the world is the main media saying when they should be taking care of things like this, talking about subjects like this that hold true to how victimization happened to people from on high and on low, and they don't talk about that, but yet they want to dig to bring a person's character or make them 
feel like that they are the the person that doesn't have any responsibility in themselves to help themselves. Now they've gone and they talked about uh, Michael Jackson, you know, all the way from beat it to leave me alone. But at this point, when they got something as deep as this, where a cardiovascular doctor or whatever calling himself been exposed since how long? Since December. And he didn't know nothing about the mouth resuscitation. He couldn't, couldn't revive nothing. He couldn't remember the address. And he fled. And yet they want to stay on this subject about poor little Michael. But when it came to what happened to poor little Michael, I don't hear none of that on the on, on TV. No station, CNN, nobody talking about this. ONN, WTBN, nobody saying nothing about this. What's going on with that? Now blow it up like an atom bomb. I want to tell you what the mainstream media is saying about Michael Jackson. They're saying that Michael Jackson's getting too much press. They said that. It's funny, the week before Michael Jackson's death, they said Obama was getting too much uh, yes, press. Did. Now, my question to mainstream media, the MSNBCs and and U.S. Weekly Magazine, because they're the one who exposed it, and along with Larry King, all y'all too. If you're complaining that Michael Jackson's getting too much press, then why the hell are you showing that damn tape? That ain't been seen, never seen before footage of his hair getting caught on fire during the Pepsi <laughs> commercial, which happened, by the way, on my 16th birthday, you know I'm I'm you you know I'm thinking about celebrating my birthday. I got my cherry curls and chat ready for females to give me hugs and kisses. But no, they were sad about Michael Jackson getting his hair cut on fire. And 25 years later, you show this video, yet you don't want Michael Jackson in the years, news. You Gee, and I blame Pepsi for this too. And uh, not only uh, knowing that, uh, lately, uh, uh, Wendy, the media's been saying now that Hillary Clinton is not getting enough press. Although, you know, uh, we just gave her just enough press. Look, about her today. Just be Secretary of State and be happy. Okay, and so we're going to talk about, you know, some other interesting things that we need to talk about, too, but... You know, again, you know, just to reflect, now where the media, that mainstream media is wanting to talk about all other aspects of what's going on in the world, but when it comes down to showing what visualization look like from on high and on low, and when we need to hear the stuff, when we need to hear, it's like that 9-1-1 call, the 9-11 thing. Show no footage until like 15, 20 years later after that. Then all of a sudden, everybody want to talk about it. But they need to be talking about these things as it happened right there and now, which is so much awareness to what's going on for all communities to be oppressed. It's like, you know, they're taking that opportunity to gear your mind where to to think on other things other than the things that are more important like this. That's why you never hear about real news unless you find it on the internet 
and people like us for the Naughtiness Party blog radio show, sharing it with you. You know, so when you hear about this, one thing you should do is to somebody, Facebook somebody, and tell them to get on some reliable blog talk show, something, get it off the Internet, something, to get what you really need to know because things like this need to be brought out because surely Michael, Michael Jackson was demised. More things to say because time is at hand. You got five seconds to say something, Brother Blossom, and then we're going to take it and reflect on it and go into a nice piece of music and we'll back for the next issue or something to talk about, which is the NAACP. My uh, thing is, you know, as far as Michael Jackson, he'll always be the greatest entertainer of all time. And to Dr. Conrad Murray, go to hell. Well, you heard it from Brother Blondie. He'll be right back. There is something on my mind that's in my heart written on my face. And it would be me and my soul if I did say my name. So it's just this feeling, feeling, it's just this feeling must be gone. That you got to be the sweetest somebody I know. It's your love for life, your love for God, your love for loving more. And you express your love in ways like I've never known before. It's just like a captain who's the sweetest letter I could know. That you got to be the sweetest somebody I know.
Well, celebrating the 50th anniversary, Lardy Miss Claudia of Motown Records, that is the what I call the signature song for the Lardy Miss Claudia blog talk radio show, Fave Off, and the Black Anti-Defamation Council. That is Stevie Wonder, and you're the sweetest somebody I know from the 2005 CD, A Time to Love, which... Uh, shows that even though Stevie is pushing 60, he still got it. And and I played that behind that because, you know, we are going to talk about the NAACP. And, you know, Stevie Wonder happens to be President Barack Obama's all-time favorite number one recording artist. And, uh, you, you know, he was at the uh, uh, NAACP's centennial uh, anniversary 
celebration. And because of that, uh, Lardy Miss Cardi, I'm going to let you speak more on that. Thank you, sister. Yeah, I mean, well, 
you know, Lardy Miss Clardy, uh, as far as, you know, what happened to Edward Hayes and, uh, you, you know, the Mount Vernon uh, community, we've always have done shows on uh, p- police-involved shootings, uh, racial profiling, uh, all those type of matters. Uh, keep in mind, the very first show we did of the new year, uh, I mentioned you know, the situation with uh, Oscar Grant, a 22-year-old uh, African-American male who was shot and killed by Oakland, California police, even though he was already lying face down in handcuffs. So, you know, we I can definitely uh, relate to hearing uh, stories like that. And, you, you know, uh, Amadou Diallo, uh, uh, Patrick Dorisman, uh you you know of course we all know uh Rodney King uh situation uh everything you know with the police goes on and you know unfortunately it leads to uh you know more violence and you know uh more gang banging and you you know what not uh as far as you know in terms of uh friction uh, you, you know, it's a lot of friction that's be going on, and not to mention, uh, you know, because of that. And, you know, we're stereotyped a lot uh, by the police. You know, it's like when the police see uh, ten black men on a street corner, we're a gang. But when they see ten white men on a street corner, they're a group. And... Uh, it has to be, of course, better communication between uh, African Americans uh, and the police, uh, because you know, as long as uh, there's no uh, c- communication uh, be- between them, there- there's always going to be uh, p- police brutality, and uh, uh, people need to uh, understand a uh, large party with. Uh, police uh, brutality and uh, all those things that be uh, going on is that when the police does racial profiling or does, uh, you, you know, any type of police brutality, they just don't do that with black men who call themselves thugs or in a gang and all that. They'll also do that with an average black man with an average job white kids, they'll uh, do that to a black man wearing a suit. It doesn't matter what you look like or dress like, the fact that you are black. I've uh, seen that myself uh, plenty of times. So going into uh, the police brutality and uh, racial profiling, uh, you know, if the detectives or whatnot don't know who you are, uh, you're going to be pulled over. Uh, stores, you know, department stores, grocery stores, they're always going to uh, treat us uh, different. And, you know, that's the, unfortunately, Lardy Miss Clardy, uh, that's the God's ugly truth. Okay, I am back. I am very, very sorry for the interruption. You know, there was a slight technical problem that happened over the radio here is where I had got taken off of the switchboard. But I am back. And I'm hoping that you know that you've enjoyed Blondie and, you know, taking over 
so I was able to get the problem fixed. Now, I do want to say that, you know, from the participation of the NAACP and all those that were involved, uh, definitely there have been, you know, a lot of good things that have come out of all of this. And I am wanting to share just a little bit more here where uh, there were uh, people that participated in that uh, public hearing. There was like over 50 people, or I say 50 people, and then it was like 35 that had decided to give testimonies with affidavits. Now, uh, the LACC has done a few more things that are very positive, too which they have come up with two programs, or actually a, a program that involves a lot of committees, but the one that helped to, to uh, this uh, uh, misconduct probing is uh, the legal redress. And that was dealing with the criminal justice area, and, um, and definitely a lot of great things that happened out of that. So I wanted to share with you, you know, one of the aspects of where the Legal Redress Committee, um, which deals with both civil and civil and watch, and what they're all about. And as you know, that the NAACP prides themselves with helping minorities, you know, that are going through things, and there's a systemic problem that is going on in, in communities. They are there to help to bring, you know, that in focus so that we can deal with the problem at hand as collective. It says here for the Legal Redress Committee and what they do, the Legal Redress Committee to address civil rights in the justice system. The NAACP Columbus local branch advocates to increase the awareness of gun violence, police brutality, racial profiling, and other injustices disproportionately affecting our community. We build communities, partnerships, to address the surge of gun violence in our communities, we take an aggressive approach to abolish and persecute incidents of police brutality. We take a proactive approach to combating racial bias in law enforcement. We seek to eliminate disparate, disparate treatment, excuse me, eliminate disparate treatment of minorities in all aspects of law enforcement, and criminal justice system. The NAACP Columbus Local Branch Legal Redress Committee may also provide education and legal information to concern black and or minority citizens, but does not provide legal advice. And so all these things do, or that the NAACP do, uh, up under legal redress, which is court watching, of course, which was to probe into the uh, police mis. Uh, um, to address those areas. And another thing that the Legal Redress Committee does is that the Legal Redress Committee does studies and plans of action on all legal matters which threaten the security of African Americans and minority citizens. So with with that today, uh, NAACP here in Chicago, uh, the president of the NAACP branch here in Columbus, Ohio, Noel Williams, he and all the constituents that are involved in that went to the Nationals, and that 
I want to come from the BET.com on what it was that they uh, actually had there that was a part of getting, you know, progress or giving commencement to the NAACP, and that was Obama. And he was there at the National Convention uh, to address with the NAACP progress made more work ahead. And it was saying here that the civil rights leaders from decades paved the way for his election as the nation's first black commander in chief, President Barack Obama. Paid homage to the NAACP and advised members that their work remains unfinished. He says, make no mistake, paved the help. The president told the friendly audience that in standing applause and the occasion amen during his remarks. It said that rousing his audience, Obama offered his most direct speech on race since winning the White House, a mix of personal reflection and policy promotion. He had worked on the address of about two weeks and advised it until shortly before he spoke. His aide said, underscoring the importance of his message and his audience. And he was saying here, despite the racial progress exemplified by his own election, Obama said, African Americans must overcome a disproportionate share of struggles, including more likely to suffer from many diseases and having proportions of children that end up in jail. He says they're very different from the barriers. They, uh, they're very different from the barriers faced by earlier generations, very different from the ones faced when fire horses and dogs were being turned on young marchers. Obama said, but what's required to overcome today's barriers is the same as what was needed then, the same commitment, the same sense of urgency. He urged parents to take a more active role relative to pay better attention to their schools and students to aspire beyond basketball star and rapper. And he says here, we have to say to our children, yes, if you are African American, the odds of growing up and crime being higher. Yes, if you live in a poor neighborhood, you will face challenges somebody in a wealthy suburb does not have to face. Obama says Turning to his tough love message familiar from his two-year presidential campaign, he says today, it is not discrimination that prevents the greatest obstacles for blacks, but their structural inequities in areas such as education, health care. Still, he said, discrimination persists, and not just for blacks, and chided those who may contend otherwise. Wise. And we have a caller that is on line, and I am going to give a chance to this caller to take and say whatever uh, comments or views that, that this caller may have. Caller 5255, you're on the air. Got something to say? Yes. Well, tell us all about it. I would like to say hello to everyone. I hope everyone is having a good evening. And I am just listening to Blog Talk. Lordy, Miss Clark. You're telling it like it is. Um, Come on, let's tell it. I am 
And I would like to say that I believe the National Convention was a success in its own right, and I believe that Obama, when I I would like to comment on what you said, he said that uh, not just um, blacks, but basically the NACP is for underprivileged people. That's what it was created for by one of the only blacks that created it in 1909, and it didn't get kicked off to 1910 with the crisis by W.E.B. Du Bois, the first black scholar to graduate from Harvard with a Ph.D. in history in 1895. He said it is for underprivileged people. This includes white, black, and you know what? And he he did mention this. In, in in the report that was spoken about, you know, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois and Thurgood yeah. Marshall, Martin Luther King, and he talked about all the way up to Emmett Till. So you're absolutely right. right. Yes. But um, the NAACP stands for Helping Underprivileged. And at the time it was created, it was focused mainly on African-Americans during right after the Reconstruction period of the emancipation because we were being denied jobs. We were, our ancestors were being denied jobs, the right to housing, and sitting on back of the buses. But we're past this air now. It's a new call of today that's called discrete discrimination. And it does go on. And it doesn't just go on to African-Americans. It goes on in a lot of races to the underprivileged Americans. If you're underprivileged, rich people feel like you don't have civil and humane rights. This is not true. And that's what the NAACP stands for, standing up for the underprivileged civil as well as humane rights. And I'd like to well, thank go you. Go on, sister. <laughs> huh? Hey, brother. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah. I mean, you uh, you know, Miss Clark, you made some very excellent uh, uh, points. You, you hit it uh, uh, right, right on the uh, money. And I... Uh, you, you know, I also say this about uh, the, the NAACP. You... You, you you know uh uh we we always talk about you know organizations you know that last for the NAACP to go on for uh, one one hundred years I I I think it's uh, truly a God's blessing uh you you know that we we do have an organization like the National uh, Advancement Association uh, of Colored People. Yes. 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 Well, I also want to reiterate on that topic um, as far as Obama. Obama said that one of the problems with the African-American community is we internalize that we can only go so far in life. This is untrue, and he is a perfect example of it. And he is telling other African-Americans, 
I have made it to the highest seat in the world, and you can too. My time is only eight years. Please make it possible that someone from our community will follow me, will follow in my footsteps and realize their dream. Don't shortstop yourself, in other words. If you have a dream, pursue it to the fullest because it can happen. It happens Thank in Obama's office. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Thank you for that inspiration right there. That is yes. very important for everyone to hear. Yes. And I'm yes. so that you cannot even have you to even talk about this. Because yes. NAACP here in Columbus, Ohio, even though they have been on a stand for a little while, but their rituals or their credibility has soared since they have dealt with police uh, brutality or misconduct right. uh, approach that they had did. Yes. So it's important to hear someone as excited about the, NLA, uh, the NAACP like this. You know, that, you know we, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. But thank you, ma'am. And I'd also like to say that I thank the attorney that is a member of the NAACP and who is acting uh, counsel, Mr. Bryant Potts, has a very realistic and uh, important agenda as far as establishing uh, a citizens' committee to oversee the actions of the uh, Columbus police due to the incident of the killing of the unarmed young man shot in the back. But as I, as I spoke with you on a personal level, Miss um, Wendy, there also needs to be implemented testing, and not just the testing, the test store, because every police has to do numerous psychological testing. Wait a minute now. Before we get too far, we only got one more minute on this call, but we will get back to that call. We got to get to a a break here so that we can uh, reflect on that and get to the next thing. And then when it's time again, or as of the comments, we will definitely look at everything, and you can have all you say you want to have. Okay. Do you want me to hang up or just stay on the line? No, no, you stay on the line. Okay. Okay, sweetie. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh! 
uh, arguments. You, you, you know, I mean, you, we, we've seen it all the time, you know, Archie Bunker telling Edith to stifle, you know, getting on his damn nerves and uh, uh, all that other uh, stuff. You, you, you're arguing and, you, you know, that definitely can lead to cheating because, you know, when you're arguing more than you having sex, are you kidding now, that's me? Bad. That's bad. That's bad. I mean, now. that that plays a huge role in that, and, and 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 you know, I hear people you you know saying that, oh, I'm faithful to my mate and all that type of stuff, and but I'm like, yo, if you having those nine hundred and ninety two uh, uh, arguments, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, un- unfortunately, uh, uh, that. Uh, uh, the relationship is is not going to work because you know obviously uh, one of those nine hundred and ninety two arguments. Well, let, let let's see, let's see. Uh, sex is part of that nine hundred and ninety two arguments. Money is part of that nine hundred and ninety two arguments. Trust is a part of that nine hundred and ninety two arguments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I've been there and done it, and a lot of other people that have been there and done that one, too. You know, I just want to, you know, put there, you know, that, uh, you know, this uh, picture uh, article that I got here in today's people, and it's about the psychologist. Her name is Dr. Laurel. Um, she talked about where women share blame for cheating men. Now, you know that's something. Why? We be blaming ourselves for what men do, let alone what does men have to blame themselves for what the women do. As you know that Dr. 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 Laura, if men cheat and women cheat, she said, I wish everyone would stop acting like Dr. Laura. This is some comment that was said on here. I'm just talking about it, okay? And says whoever is they're sharing their information or sharing their view on this, they're saying, would well, stop acting like Dr. Laura uh, has done something wrong when all she has done is point out the obvious. I, I, I wrote a viewer calling herself he than cheater. It is human nature to seek out comfort when they are not receiving what they need home. Now you know, uh, really huh? need to you know, you know it is human nature to seeking elsewhere when your needs are met at home. Well, as if we're all animal intelligence. And otherwise, you know we're supposed to be the highest of intelligence, and so we don't need to get our needs met by like a bumblebee from flower to flower hunting if you know what I'm saying. Well you you know, uh some people think, hey, if you go uh more than two days without it, something's wrong. Some somebody gotta be fooling around, cheating, you know, know what I'm saying? But but you know, Lord Miss Cardi, I'm I'm gonna tell you my personal opinion. The number one reason why men and women cheat. Okay. And and I've been through somewhat type of ex- experiment. And, uh, you, you know, Lord, Lord and Miss Carly, I, uh, be, before I first 
before I first got engaged in uh, on Christmas Day of 2000, uh, you you know it's hard to get a date. You know nobody's interested in a man that's single and no kids like myself. But boy, once you do find some that someone, once you do get in that serious re- relationship. Damn, everybody's coming out of the woodwork. Everybody wants you. I mean, you, and it doesn't matter what status or what you uh, 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 look like. You, you you can be broke, riding coda. Just say, hey, I got somebody, and I ain't planning on leaving. But you know what, baby? You know what, shorty, or shorty we call him now, you know, we can be friends. You know what I'm saying? Friends with them sex-fine benefits. You know what I'm saying? Like what this man is saying. He's really showing but, how he fights. But Lardy Miss Clardy is only giving you the yang. Wait until late on this show. Yeah, because Brother this is Blondie where Grand Finale takes place. Hit you with the yang or the cheating. The downside of it, the uh, gruesome. <laughs> We're going to get to the meat. Okay. Thank you very much, Brother Bully, for the meat that's about to come. So, everybody, get your plate out, your and your knife, because it's going to set the table. So, as we go on, I want to introduce you to a gentleman. His name is Ronald Rodney. Now, see, I told you I'm bad at this stuff. But his name is Rock. Hello. Dog. He gets no respect. Oh, you know. You know I, I know. That's why I got help. You know, help me. You know, sometimes I can be a little off, but I'm still on. And he's going to hear, you know, a little talks about his world and where he came from with this infidelity bit. Mr. Rod, Rodney Alton. Almost. You know, please. Share with you know the hearers of the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio on your experiences, uh, what you've been through as a person being involved in infidelity. Well, um, I have a I have a girl that I've been with for fourteen years, so she has two kids. We're not married, but we want to. You know, we have been through our ups and downs and everything, so. Um, I've cheated on her once. No, it's not good. I ain't proud of it, but that's, you know, that's what happened. He what? He <laughs> did what? Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, what? I was it your nature? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't my Why nature. Why did you cheat on her? Why? What made you do that? I don't know. I think it was just... Uh, being a black man, I guess. Whoa! Whoa! What? Because I, I, I felt that I can get away with it. Get this, because 
here's the big, the biggest misconception of cheating, Lordy Miss Party, that yours truly, Brother Blondie, wants to clear up. Right. This involves no. What this involves, Mr. Dalton, personal. <laughs> I'm going to ask that question. I'm going to ask that. Now, Mr. Dalton. Yes, sir. Isn't it true that the woman that you've been currently with for the last 14 years is still legally married? Yeah, that's true. So well, y'all hearing it all right here on the Radio Party Blog Talk Radio Show So technically, and I'm not giving no names. <laughs> I mean, but 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 saying, but my opinion, which the question, technically, isn't that cheating? I mean, at least from a legal standpoint, or is there a legal standpoint of cheating? Well, hold on, hold on. Okay. I want to bring it to a three D conversation. Uh oh. I am. <laughs> Oh my! Five two five five. Come on, and come in if you want to have something to say on it too, because we need a three day a three D view. Caller, are you on the line to ask this question? Caller. Yes. Is there anything that you want to ask to ask Mr. Dalton about? Um, basically, what makes people cheat is what Brother Blondie said. said. Money, um, prestige, ego, drugs. I mean, people cheat for all types of reasons. Yep. But but generally, I think they cheat because they're not happy in the relationship. They're not satisfied. Something is missing. Well, what is missing, though, uh, uh, Miss Miss Clark? I, I mean, tell tell me what what's missing, because you you want me you want me tell you you tell me when you cheated, why did you cheat, and what was missing in your relationship? Well, I can I can tell you uh, you you know one huge physical reason why everybody's cheating in uh, uh, two thousand nine. And and to tell it, uh, Lardy Miss Hardy in a G-rated fashion, okay? And and uh, uh, G-rated, yeah. But uh, 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 one of the things that used to play a part in sex no longer plays a part in sex, and that used to be kissing. I mean, we don't we don't kiss no more. We don't we don't dance uh, no no more. I mean we don't we don't ask our uh, uh, females uh, for a dance and, and and you know it's important it's really important for young men to slow dance. That way, if your girl you you know dumps you or tries to end things, you can pick that famous slow cut and, and you know get with that female and you know never mind that you you know. Both of y'all cheated. So what? It's well, the way of the world. <laughs> well, the fam- well, the fam- the fam- well, the famous slow song for for the uh, for the 2009 is that Soldier Boy and do the get the booty meat. 
So that's oh my slow. goodness. So that's where you slow. That's where you get. Let's let him find out what the booty meat is. Let's leave <laughs> find out that one. And, and we will talk a little bit. Just give a small synopsis. Wait a minute. Why oh. did Chris Wallace? Yeah, yeah. This one right here. Booty meat. Booty meat. Booty meat. Booty meat. Booty meat. Booty meat. She was trying to say something. That's good. Booty. Miss, miss, is this still the caller on the line, 5555? Yes, I was going to say, why was Chris Brown cheating on Brianna with with Paris Hilton? About money. That's what I think. He wasn't happy in his relationship, and he can get his money. And you, what you can do, what you, with the power that you got with money, and how you can just, uh, <clears throat> how you, how you can just, you know, you can flaunt it. This is like some Usher, you know. Like we was talking earlier about about Usher and how he was with 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 Chili for some years, and and he went and turned and, you know, came out with that song, uh, what unfaithful. Or uh, you make me wanna leave the one I'm with. It's yeah. not a new relationship. <laughs> Choose what you do. Huh? Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh-huh. I mean, will will Beyonce ever step out on Jay-Z? Never know. I think she has. I, too. I think Jay-Z stepped out on her several times. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he cheated on her with uh, 106 and Parks, uh, former co-host Free. They got a baby. Oh, yeah, they got a baby. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Maury did celebrity. Uh, <laughs> you are the father. <laughs> now, that's enough. Now, that ain't enough. Don't say that. Yeah. And so, therefore, 
you know if you're still on that animal mindset where the flesh is more they'll treat you like a bumblebee, whether male or female, or the flower, getting eaten in, which is to procreate. That's what I think it's for. What do you think, the uh, Who taught you that, Wendy? I have no comment on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, if you, if you said it was a man thing, a black thing, a man thing, don't you think that, you know, uh, was it really in it? You know, did you find any sense in it? You think that there was any sense in it? Because what they're up no. Was there really a Just because you're black, you care. She's messing around. Could you I think it was this. Uh, wasn't <clears throat> wasn't using the brain. It was using the other brain. Then just because it was there, and it was it was because it was there, and it was like just at that moment. Okay, you know, okay. I, it was just, you know, it was just that that moment and what situation took place and how it happened. So, you know. And so you just dealt with it. Did you learn anything from it? <laughs> yeah, don't do that no more. Now, why did you felt it so that you couldn't do that no more? What happened? What's the reason conscious. why? What is conscious? Uh, well, we've been together for so long, you know, I could do Lose our relationship that we have. So, could you say guilt took place? You know, right within yourself, the reason the wrong? Not at the time, but afterwards, you know, I look at it, yeah, I know it was wrong. And I did tell her about it. You know? Oh, well, see, now that's tough, because if you're really trying to have a real relationship, and you and you want to have it real, that's the ideal Expose your own self. Because in exposing yourself, what you're doing is cleansing yourself of the ideal to ever do that thing again. You don't have to make
Foundation is going to be shaken. Right. Well, 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 you know, let me give you a, a one more in, in, important uh, statistic that's uh, not on your list. Uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy is, uh, uh, you know, is one of the reasons why both uh, men and women cheat. And I'm the only uh, person in the studio who can make this statement. I've never, never, ever. In my life, had sex with an ex. Now, 92% of all men and 88% of all women who do cheat on their mate will cheat on their mate with an ex. That's that's from the uh, uh, Census Bureau. Now, now the, now the thing is, we we hear the old saying all the time, Lardy Miss Clardy. No matter what you do, old flames never die. What, what's uh, anybody's response to that? 
Well, as we are going into all those responses, we are now uh, in the time frame where we can first reflect a little bit that we just got finished doing here and what we just got finished saying. Then we'll come back and we'll have a grand finale, whether it is on uh, the Jackson issue, you know, since we were talking about Michael Jackson, if you want to on you know, the NAACP some more, or that she's going to reiterate on the issues of why men cheat on their women and why women cheat on their men. If there's anybody that want to take opposite court of of what's being talked about now, and you know, and just give your 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 part what you think or your comments. You know, you can call us at four seven eight eight six eight four eight six. And, you know, and give us a solution. You can even bring a solution to the table. But we all solutions, I would say to this one. Excuse me. I would like, I uh, unfortunately was talking, uh, I was, you know, talking with the president of the NAACP. So, unfortunately, I missed the first session of Lardy Miss Clardy talk blog talk show. And okay, well hold on. Well hold okay. on because we gotta go to a break and then we'll be right back and you can start the conversation. Okay, please. Just I'll give you about seven minutes. And okay. then we'll go to the next subject. And okay. then we'll come back a little bit. So okay. give us a chance to break, okay? Okay. We'll be right back. Do some reflection. Yeah, yeah. This one right here, follow me, with that booty me, 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 Take 
played a huge part yeah. of. Yeah. And to you, Walter, that's the way it is, baby. The way it is. Now, what happened to him is something about his wife did something, and 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 it it was based on infidelity. Something that you was talking about with that. We want to wrap it up with that one. Oh well, oh, no, yeah. no, Walter uh, Conkright. No, he didn't have ties with uh, infidelity per se. He does have ties, however, to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show, as we made our debut on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show oh, on November fourth. Okay. Not, uh, not the. Uh, what I meant was Walter uh, Conkright. His birthday was November 4th, which okay. we made our debut show on the exact same night as not only did Walter uh, Cronkite turn 92, but the day our beloved Barack Obama became our 44th president of the United States. Sorry, Walter, I thought that there was something going on with you, too. Oh. I'm sure there's supposed to be some kind of, you know, comment to take and wind it up. Well, yes. You had to say, yes. Please let's wind it oh, up. Oh, yes. So, so uh, wind it up. Uh, talk about a Maury uh, Povich story from hell. Uh, Where's it coming from? It, this comes from BET.com. And it's, they went to hell to get that one, didn't yes, they? Yes, yes, yes. And this comes out out of the ATL. Uh, uh, Frank Hatley, 50 years old, been jailed since June of 2008. He spent more than a year in jail behind bars for, pay, for failing to pay child support for a child that wasn't his. He was not the father. Not the father. But yet, no woman shit on him. He goes to jail. And he already paid $9,500 in, in child support. Should that, should that woman uh, uh, give him back now? Let's, uh, you, oh, you, now, you said you mentioned early, Lardy, Miss Clardy, about uh, finance, you know, finances, you know, money plays a huge uh, role in the, uh, well, we know, well, Mr. Dalton said it, but to support, uh, but to support Mr. Dalton's uh, argument on, you know, the fact that finances uh, play a part of uh, cheating, let me tell you this other cheating secret from a financial level that black folks uh don't want to admit to. Uh, talk show host Maury Povich, I did the research on his salary. The man makes $17 million a year off of people cheating. Compared to Jerry Springer, who's been uh, exposing cheating since 1991, makes uh, $14 million a year. And Joey Greco of the show Cheaters, makes $10 million a year. So what happens when you cheat? Now, it's one thing if you're going to cheat, okay, uh, but, but answer this. Would you really cheat if if you knew that your money was putting, was when you know that you're cheating is putting money into somebody else's pocket and all you get out of the deal is a free uh, plane ticket, hotel and accommodations? That's it? That sure as hell don't add up to $17 million. No, and, 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 and let me add this to, uh, to, to the mix. In, 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 terms of, uh, uh, in, in terms of money and uh, cheating, are you kidding me? 
the worst cheater in the world in terms of finances is that former New York governor, Elliot Spitzer. Now, now look, remember him? Now, look, look, Elliot, Elliot, now look, I don't, I, look, is, if a woman wants to prostitute, prostitute men, uh, you know, what you do with your money is your business. But I guarantee you this. If yours truly, Brother Bonnie, is going to spend $80,000 on prostitution, you bet your ass I'm going to spend that on prostitutes, not prostitutes. He spent 80000 on one trick, not two, three. Are you kidding me? I would have spent at least ten. Calm down, Sophie. Calm down, Sophie. Are you sure about this? Well, but that's your prerogative, but they're never supposed to know that you will be doing stuff like that. I'm just saying, it's, 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 I'm just saying, that's stupid. $80,000 for one girl? What chick? I, I think it was over the over the course of the years it came up to it. Like, it's not the same one? Well, he, he, must, he loves it. It, like what what T say, I'm in love with a stripper. Oh, I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> so he's still in love with a stripper. Okay, I guess so. It happens. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but nevertheless, you know, we want to go on and we want to talk a little bit about that Michael Jackson thing. Somebody bring that Michael Jackson thing back up on. You know, because believe me, you know, the stuff that's going out out on the on everything that Michael Jackson is doing, but they're not dealing with the issues of some killer, as you call him, the murderer, that, that couldn't resuscitate him, but yet he got paid how much money? 150000 a month since May. And then, you know, he got kicked out of the practice from being a, a cardiovascular something. Well... His uh, his license as a specialist for cardiovascular disease expired in December of when? Of the um, 2008. Now, what in the world was Mike Jackson doing when he got him? That was right there, a victimization call. And you know, if anybody want to jump in on this, this is the time to do it because the floor is open. You know, the, the talk on it. Because I don't think that, you know, the man should get away with it. And I don't think that the mainstream media needs to only just deal with just Michael Jackson himself talk about it. He gets much press. He'll give press to the man help in, 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 in his thing. Uh, Michael Jackson is pretty uh, in, in terms of, you know, the whole uh, Michael Jackson uh, scenario, you know, in terms of, you, you you know his his life. The bottom line was, uh, Lardy Miss Cardi. None of those doctors, whoever Michael Jackson had, was not looking out for his best interest. Absolutely. He simply asked, and and the uh, thing the thing is this. I mean, you a doctor. I mean, supposed to. I mean, and and and, and I have to clear this up because you know this is another big misconception, Lardy Miss Cardi. No means no. It just doesn't mean no when a woman says it. Uh, uh, anybody else can say no, too. The doctors should uh, should have put their foot down 
and 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 told Michael Jackson no, and and yeah, yeah, and 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 instead of accepting the money, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, no one, no, right? No, no one showed people who showed Michael Jackson love didn't show him tough love, unfortunately, and all the uh, media scrutiny, the uh, uh, circus, and all those things that's uh, going on. I just hope you, you know. Michael's in a better place right now, Lardy, Miss Gordy. Thank you, hey. Brother Blondie. Hey, there's four minutes more to be able to talk. If you got something about Michael Jackson, speak up. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Blondie. I appreciate all y'all's comments. Um, I just want to say that um, the doctor that was with him, it's my belief, and I don't really know, but this is what I figured out that, I believe Michael was dead long before he picked up the telephone because, first of all, it doesn't make sense for anybody, a child knows how to do, that you don't do CPR for 45 minutes. It, it doesn't, take, doesn't take that long to revive somebody. And I just kind of believe it was some foul play, and I believe that Michael was dead long before they called 911 He's he's human, and he's saying in his mind, oh, my God, a famous person is dead, and I'm going to be held accountable for it. Yes. And, you know, I, you know, I think that's basically what happened. That's all I have. Well, what about, don't, don't get off the line yet, because we still want to deal with you with NAACP. Tell us something more about that, because you're talking about oh, okay. that. I'm sure that the NAACP to hear, you know, all the thoughts about themselves as they are going and, and as they are going out and doing work in the community here in South Ohio. Oh, okay. Um, excuse me. What I uh, what I was going to say um, when you said we had to go to another topic, we had ran out of line, Lordy, Miss Clardy, is um, basically I think the um, the member and an acting counsel in the behalf of the NAACP, Mr. Brian Potts, has some wonderful insight and ideology on what should be done as far as the, the Citizens Committee. However, I think the biggest issue here is the psychological profile of the police. And even after Driving Wild Black, the study was done, there's been many studies conducted since that time, and the po white police say, I will kill a black or Hispanic man a lot quicker. I wouldn't even consider drawing a gun on a white guy. And unfortunately, I think that's a lot why a lot of them have been killed by white guys that are criminals. And I think this attitude is something in their psychology, the way they were brought up, um, like we talked about. Uh, previously, Wendy, on the phone, and uh, I think that the testers aren't doing their job. I think that they're, they either need to improve the test or also they need to improve the tester because a lot of them, a lot, a lot of police that they're putting on the street are not passing the psychological profile that is appropriate for a public servant, yet the testers are passing them. 
Very good point. They're passing them. And, you know, there there is a psychological problem there when a police, when the majority of white police are saying, I will pull out my gun a lot quicker on a Hispanic or black guy than I would a white. That is a personal issue. And that's a psychological problem. And this should be detected at the level of, at the entry level. You have to take numerous psychological tests to pass and get on the force. But I think the testers are passing them or they need to implement better testers. Okay, well, I thank you very much for that information there, caller. I am going to speak on another uh, subject, which we're going to get back over here on to the infidelity part and oh. conversation about that, too, because we got to keep it moving, even though that that's great information. I'm glad that that's you right. spoke in that because it's truth. Now can we, we go on to the next here and deal with, we got 11 minutes on the clock here. And, you know, let's speak on, you know, other issues. And Brother Blondie wants to bring, you know, some, some local news uh, to front here because this has something to do with what NAACP would be interested in, Brother Blondie. Um, well, you, you know, not necessarily really NAACP, Lardy, uh, Miss Cardi, but this does uh, go in part with the uh, cheating. You know, last week, uh, three people were killed in an apparent murder-suicide. The police said uh, Philip Smokey Columbus uh, shot and killed, uh, uh, let's see, uh, 35-year-old Sean Ryan and uh, 35-year-old Kimberly Miller. Now, you want to talk about a twisted uh, love triangle. It's this. Philip Columbus, uh, an, an older man at 62, was involved with 35-year-old Kimberly Miller. Now, Kimberly Miller, I guess, was aiding, you know, Philip's health because he, he was declining. She asked Mr. Col- Columbus, Lardy, Miss Lardy, if her ex-boyfriend can move in and stay. And I guess what happened, he felt like he got tired of being used, obviously. But 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 I'm going to address this real quick, uh Lardy, Ms. Lardy, and, and this is a very simple point. If you really don't want to be cheated on or don't you want the woman or the man to pay attention to you and you only, you don't agree to move in the ex under any circumstances. circumstances because as long as, and I'm being uh, serious about the theatrics, Lardy, Ms. Ms. Clardy, as long as you don't move forward, there's always uh, going to be uh, infidelity. But my heart goes out to the Columbus uh, family. This was a tragic uh, incident that easily uh, could have been prevented if maybe uh, Miss Miller had moved out or maybe if if her uh, uh, boyfriend or uh, ex-boyfriend, Sean Rayburn, had got his own uh, own apartment or something like that, that uh, wouldn't have never happened. And to end the and to end our show off, uh, Marty Miss uh, Claudia, this down in Nashville, Tennessee, from ET.com, the feds arrested a convicted murderer 
in the McNair uh, killing. Uh, Adrian Gilliam Jr. was arrested for selling his uh, gun to uh, uh, the, the woman that shot and killed uh, uh, former Tennessee Titan uh, quarterback Steve McNair back on the 4th of uh, July. His, uh, he was killed by 20-year-old mistress Sahel Kazemi. And keep in mind, Steve McNair was uh, married with uh, four uh, with four boys. Uh, you, you you know he had an affair, and uh, you you know Sahil Kazemi. Uh, you you know apparently you know she had issues, but you know the bottom line was, uh, Lardy Miss Party, this was a cheating affair that turned violent. You you know it 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 can be some violent. Uh, repercussions. And here's what's interesting. You want to talk about the holidays loving uh, uh, quarterback Steve McNair. Get this, Lardy, Miss Clardy. He's the first African-American to be born on one holiday, which his birthday, he was born on Valentine's Day, February 14th, only to die on another holiday, which is the 4th of July. So, uh, uh, you, you know what of uh, you, you know what a co- uh, co- coincidence. I guess you could say he was born with love, but when I would have. That was on time, right? That I mean, was on time, Mister Dalton. Yes, ma'am. But you got to say all this. I know that you have been and contributing some of the information. Uh, we really commend you on your great efforts to become an outstanding black male that's wanting to do things even for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's about infidelity. You know, give us a conclusion of what do the people have to take into consideration when they do something like this? Do you have a solution to that? Uh, I, my thing would is I, you have to be more uh, you have to be communication. If you love someone, you have to have communication. Yeah, you love someone. You know, just you gotta communicate and not and and don't take insecurity. Don't let yourself be insecure about yourself or your or or, your, or the other person. And um, I don't know. I just that's the way that I feel, and I, you know, do need to talk more, be open-minded, and 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 have conversations. And if I do have a problem, you know, address it. Okay, we only have five minutes on the show, but it looks as though that we have another person that is coming in on the line nine nine eight two. What do you have to say? We got two minutes for you to. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Um, I was calling because I was a victim in abuse. I was in an abusive relationship, and you know the police department where I am, they're pretty. They're okay. They're usually good police officers. They take care of business. But my husband was a U. My ex-husband was a U.S. marshal. And, you know, he didn't get arrested for abusing me, and he left me in the hospital for two weeks. And, you know, they didn't do, I, I don't know if it's because of his job or what, but I don't understand why he didn't get arrested to do anything. 
was the band of blue sister unfortunately you 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 know law enforcement do uh stick together and you know i'm sorry though for your uh uh you know story uh ma'am but that's uh, one of those uh situations where maybe you have to contact uh iab or you know log on to or or you know log on to someone like steve wilco's uh dot com they will uh definitely uh, help you with that because you, you know abuse is abuse and it's wrong whether it's a regular person doing it or uh law enforcement and, and you know, I'm 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 very sorry to uh hear that for you sister but uh god, uh, god bless you Oh, well, that's okay, because I divorced him and got a six-figure salary, <laughs> but okay. Oh, well, okay. well, hey, that's a happy ending. You came out on top, sister. Absolutely.